Here we go. Are you ready? I am. Just to let you know, there might be a, a two-nager that comes in and out. It'll be beautiful. As there should be, you know, if yeah. we're talking to to the maker and creator of more than a parent, I need a kid cameo. Yeah. Awesome. You, you may get more than one. Go ahead. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Spitfire podcast. Today, I am talking to the great more than a parent, Kaz Gaddis, and we are talking about all the things, vision, energy, mindfulness, how to be awesome, how to be more than a parent. Uh, I'm not even a parent of a fur baby anymore or even a plant, so I need some insight. I, no, this isn't sad. It's okay. <laughs> We're okay. We're okay. Tell me I'm okay. <laughs> I've been there too. You are okay. You're more than okay. You know That's You're gonna... awesome in my book. <laughs> you know what? That was a great little tie to 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 the ABCs of Awesome Living. Kaz is a co-author. Yes, right behind me is the book. I, I can't do this reverse Vanna White thing. You did yes. it. Yeah, so exciting news. This is coming out uh, this week. And you have been with me this this whole journey of uh, sometimes awesomeness, sometimes craziness, sometimes paused and non-active. Uh, is. It's but all thank part you. of the awesomeness journey, though. Yeah. It is. It is. And I feel like <laughs> this really you. parlays into, into the parenting uh, lessons, too. For real. But yeah, no, thank you so much for um, opening the, the journey to be able to have people come along with you. So grateful to, yeah. to be part of it. Awesome. Yeah. The first book I definitely was on, uh, on the long winding road by myself and I'm like, this isn't very fun. I got to get some other people <laughs> involved in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have some exciting news. You have been working on, uh, your coaching practice, supporting moms, busy moms, parents, but you've also launched a physical product and I'm super excited. I saw it and I was like, yay products. Tell me more. I know. I'm so excited. Um, so it's called vision board in a box and essentially it's beyond a vision board, but the end result is a visual representation of what your vision is for the upcoming year. And really, even if you listen or watch this um, at a later date, it'll still be relevant because at any time you can kind of get that and be able to like really kind of do, I call it like a planathon and really do the strategic planning that's necessary because otherwise a vision board doesn't work right without the inner work and the outer plan. And so it's a mix of all the things. Yeah. So we are both IPEC certified coaches and for the people yes. who have not gone, I call it deep into the woo. Uh, mm. The people who are just kind of like, I've heard of a vision board. I might've watched the secret. Uh, I watched people on Instagram talk about this stuff, but what, is a vision board? Why do people need to know about it? How is how can it be used for the everyday person? Yeah, and I will share too. So um, the way even in the box itself, so it is a physical box or a digital if um, I didn't mention that part before, but if you're left brain or right brain, this can still be something for you as far as vision boards in general, because at the end of the day, it's just a way for you to connect and make physical what it is that you're working towards, right? And that's a super just factual like definition of vision board. And then you can get totally woo and be like, I'm going to manifest all the things, right? And some people are like, so I'm gonna to work towards my goal and break it down into tasks and objectives. And again, it's the same thing, right? It's just said differently. The process would likely look different, but there is a middle ground between both. So a vision plan, a vision plan. Look at that, I even mix the two things. Nice. A vision board is really a mix of what are you wanting to achieve? And for me, I think an important component for us to look at as well is who do you need to be mm -hmm. in order to achieve the thing, 
right? What do you need to be believing about yourself, the world, others, all the things in order for the trifecta of everything I just mentioned to come together to actually actualize right? What you're wanting. So um, a vision board is, is that, that tool, that process. Um, and then I've, I've actually interviewed over 200 people um, extensively to just see like, what is their experience with envisioning in general and vision boards and like, if they have or haven't, like what's come up for them, what worked, what didn't. Um, because it's not just about putting fun pictures on a collage. You can totally do that on a board, right? That would be a collage, um, but it's really putting together and interweaving all the things so it feels integrated and actionable, you know, because otherwise, again, it could just be really nice art and that's okay too. So, yeah. So I always hear from people of like, I don't have enough time to plan. I don't have time enough to do my planner. You know, even my to-do list feels out of control. So, and you're working with moms, you're working with parents like who in yeah. 2020 have been stretched to the limit. So what do you say to them when they're like, I don't have time for this. I can't even brush my hair. Yeah. First off, I would love to just send a very loving and real virtual hug to everybody. You, everyone listening in, <sighs> regardless if you're a parent or not, like, can, can we just have a moment? Like, really? Oh, because <laughs> I'm like, because yes, because, because we're fine and we can be more than fine, but like this year has been a year and a half. And if you're listening in, um, hopefully in this year, and if not, you, you've already passed a threshold and into a whole new world um, of like what 2021, right? <laughs> can be, yeah, it's a whole new, I would sing right now, but cause that's my favorite movie, but I, I'm going to keep it as a favorite movie, movie for me and not mess it up with <laughs> me trying to sing for anyone in this moment. But in my head, it's happening. Just, just want to I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, my popcorn listening. Dancing with my arms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a magic carpet part. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so now we have to make this a video because of, yeah. Absolutely all the things. have to. Um, that's so funny. So I have no idea where we were because mom brain. Oh, that's what we were at. Okay, cool. Look at that. See, it's, it's all great. So um, when it comes to having a plan and taking a time, taking a time, taking time to make a plan, like I get it even if you don't have kids, like I remember pretty much all my life, I've always felt very busy. Even when the busy sometimes just feels busy, like busy work versus actually, you know, something mm -hmm. of significance. Um, and we all have some of that in, in our different seasons, I would say like, well, one, it's possibly depending on where you are in life. Granted, there is a lot going on, especially if you do actually have kids too, but it's all what you make of it and what you actually spend invest your time into will invest back to you. Hmm. So if you're not necessarily wanting to take time to like plan, then maybe a vision board, maybe um, exploring planning may not be for you. But then my next question to you with all the love in the world is how has that worked for you? Hmm. Because keeping it real, right? Like, and again, um, every year that I've done a vision board with kids, I actually have very funny stories. Um, cause I've tried doing it with other mom friends. Like I've been doing vision boards for over a decade and the last few years, it's looked very different. Like it's taken us like a month and a half cause we would get together somehow with the kids. We thought that that would be doable. And so through time. And so then you just chunk it down, right? You just look at what time do you have? What time are you willing to make? And then you just go from there, but, um, you don't have to take the time, but if you choose to take the time for yourself and to really see like, where are you going? versus letting kind of life happen and kind of seeing what comes from it, then you're able to just 
use whatever you've got and go with it. I, um, with a lot of my moms, we talk also about productivity and it's one of those things of using the pockets of time that you do have, mm-hmm. right? We all have the same amount of time and it's just like, how will you partner with your time mm-hmm. versus, um, trying to manage it? Because that's a different energy too, as you know, as a, as an energy coach as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems so like, I mean, we've been doing this a while and whether it's a pandemic or there's, you know, some sort of volatility or, or change, it's always existed. And, mm-hmm. and for me, what's really clear is like when there isn't a plan, when there isn't intention, when there isn't purpose or motivation behind it, then it just creates this vacuum for excuses and distractions to come in. And I think it's been really convenient um, for people to just say, you know, I could do this, but all of these things have gotten in the way. And yes, we all have challenges and obstacles, and that is not to diminish that. But at what point do you grab life by the cojones and make the things that you want to make happen? Yes. I'm telling you all the visuals in this video, (laughs) Um, but yeah. And it's one of those things that if you don't, so like, again, so I didn't mention this part. So I do have two kids and they're under two and a half years old. Can we just take a minute for all the moms out there with toddlers, all the parents with toddlers, um, really, truly just caring for yourself is like, epic. But, um, so I have two kids and the reason I mentioned that in this moment is, you know, this whole year for no one probably has gone exactly to plan, right? Like it just hasn't, but your time management and your plan may not have gone according to plan this year. Likely they don't every year either. Cause there's always pivoting. There's always reality and like plot twists and all the things. And so with that being said, if you didn't have a target that you're going towards, you wouldn't know that you were off task or that you needed to pivot. You would just kind of flow and flow is okay. Normally flow is great, but when you're flowing, you're just kind of wandering. You're like, I'm just floating right here. We'll just see where I go. Right. And again, sometimes we need seasons of that, you know, like moments of that are needed. Um, But if you don't have something you're heading towards, you don't know that, you know, you don't know where you are with it. And so that's where the envisioning or just looking at how how to partner with time comes into play Um, to help you. It's not about necessarily getting there. Obviously it is to a certain extent, but it's a journey to getting there. Mm, I love that idea of partnering with time and like anything that you see as an obstacle, like how do you create a partnership with it? Like how do you understand how it works in your life and how do you get the best outcome in working with it? Yeah. Because even if it's something that's not um, favorable or that you chose per se, or if you did choose it too, like everything has a benefit and a consequence, right? Or disadvantage as we've learned. And so really with partnering with time, it's like, okay, well, what am I choosing? And as long as I know why I'm choosing it and I have awareness of how it's affecting me and I still want that, then it's good, right? I mean, there's no good or bad anyway with it, but then it's like, cool. As long as you know where you are, we're good, you know? Yeah, and I love this this idea, not even idea, but this principle of everything is a choice. And so mm-hmm. if we give away our choice, that is still a choice. But when yeah. we own that we have made the decision, when we have moved into proactive decision-making, choosing, planning, we are now in the driver's seat of the reality that we're creating. But if we give it away, can we really be mad that it's not gone the way that we wanted it to? Well, and it gets worse. So um, before starting my practice, we're about to have a cameo. Are you ready? Three, two. I just got punched. Hi. Oh. You want to come say hi? 
it was a soft punch, but she's just like, uh, I love, yeah, okay. I love punch. No? Okay. Yes. You want a cookie? Okay. Don't we go all? to the couch and mom, I know. I'm oh. like, you want a cookie? It's like, you know, it's almost time for bedtime. Sure. I'll give you sugar. Um, okay. Mama, bring it to you. Okay. In time. <laughs> I was like, this is me partnering with time in the moment. I'm like, yeah, I'll bring it. I didn't say when, so we're good. Um, so that should hold her off for like a little bit. And you bit can't read a clock. If she can't read it. This is great. I haven't, I purposely have not taught her and I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, so there was something about the thing. Choice. And choice. It gets worse. Oh, so when I started my coaching practice a year and a half, two years ago, full time, um, I interviewed, I'm a big interviewer. My background's PR and I have a master's in marketing. So anything with telling or getting people to tell me the things, I really um, appreciate that. And so anyway, I, I interview for an hour over 50 moms. And in that, literally almost all of them, um, as I was asking them different questions about motherhood and their journey to becoming not just moms, but also like unbecoming themselves and rebecoming their next level of self, um, all of them shared resentment. Mm. And so you could be angry even if you do or feel like you don't made the choice. Was that almost English? It was almost English. I, almost there. We were almost there. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, so, so good. So, so close. Um, but the resentment part, they may be angry, but then it's like that piece of it um, because it's like the giving it away without realizing it or realizing it in retrospect. Mm. Yeah. Resentment has been a very consistent theme in this podcast. Um, you know, Rebecca, who's one of the authors in the ABCs of Awesome Living, yeah. uh, does a lot of work around resentment and resentment release. And I got certified in her in her process. And it's That's some powerful awesome. stuff. And I think we all have it in some capacity of like what it is that we wanted, but this giving away of our power and then this recognition that we've done it and we continue to do it and this tolerating of things that don't work for us. And I think that, you know, in, in energy leadership coaching, we call that level three. But like, mm -hmm. I think that's the most insidious because it creeps in and it just builds until like we don't even recognize ourselves anymore. Yeah dog tapping um i just like to call out audio when i hear it i'm like oh do you hear it? it's like and then he goes again it's like he changed his mind yeah he's like um the interesting thing though too so with those interviews that i did the other thing that came up and again i'm sharing this about moms but this really applies to all of us because we're all human and regardless of kids or not like a lot of this stuff there's always something that we may feel is that other thing that's affecting our life right Seriously. So um, the other thing that came up is when I asked them what was um, like who was standing in their way or what was the, the biggest thing, they all named themselves. Mm -hmm. So when you say about the resentment piece or just looking at your choices, at the end of the day, everyone kind of realizes it's them. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's looking at how that's playing. Yeah. But in the problem is also the solution. So if you have stood in your way in the past how can you get out of your own way? Right. Cue the vision board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, world part. it is a whole new world. I mean, it's, I, I struggle with this stuff too. I mean, I, I am a, uh, chronic, uh, make it work girl. So if other people have challenges, you know, if, if they're struggling, I just slide myself in, resolve it to the point where like, I'm now a business partner that doesn't get paid. Um, and this, this has been thematic and cyclical in my life. 
and and it adds up and so it's like at what point do you acknowledge it and then shift out of it because when it becomes your label when you become known as the helper the fixer the mom how do you relabel yourself in this future vision right and so i mean that's like the relabeling piece but i mean are you ready to relabel you know and like Again, looking at that, the fixer, the nurturer, like, is there another way to still do that while valuing yourself? Mm. Or does it drop the ER and just become ING? Ah, ooh. <laughs> In my head, I had to see the word and then I verb- like verbally, virtually had to see all the different visually is what I was trying to say. All the Vs, apparently. Well, you know, That's, the, yeah, the answer good. I, I, so I've been doing Duolingo the last month. Like I've been refreshing yeah. my Spanish. And what I thought okay. was really interesting is the difference between ser and a star. So ser is a permanent to be. Like it is it is the characteristic of something like you are a nationality, you are tall, you are short. There are things about you that are that are not changing. And then there's mm-hmm. a star which ca- which captures the moment of being something. So mm-hmm. being in motion or doing and I think that a lot of times we we are in activity so much that we that we weave it into who we are. But the reality is we are just doing the things in those situations and we can change the doing. One thousand percent. And that's really the essence of more than a parent as well. Like, yes, you are a parent. Yes, you are whatever labels in life that you have as far as, um, yeah, like who you are to other people or your roles and that kind of thing. And they do in some ways they can define who you're being, but they're not you being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You just like, taught me something about my language. I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's right. that. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Uh, that, that was what I always remembered. It was like, how do I keep these straight? Because in English, the translation is the same, but there has to be a different meaning behind it all. Yeah. So you want to hear something cool that just came up for me with that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. I get so like, it's, so Spanish or languages in general, sometimes I get into like math and philosophy and I'm like, but wait. But so when you say said, and it's about being, well, humans in Spanish, it's called ser humano, right? So being human but being is like this piece of it. So you're a being, which obviously in English is actually the same thing. But when you take it into the way that we're talking about it, you know, we're not called doers. We're called beings. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to the essence of the, with the visioning for next year, the planning, vision board, whatever you're looking at in, in the context of our conversation, it's not always about the doing. Yes, the actions are part of it. But again, it's like the being like, who are you being in it or who mm-hmm. are you choosing to then become or release, right? Yeah. The, one of the processes I like to work my, my clients through is like, what is it that you want to accomplish? And what do you think you're going to gain from that? And who do you think you'll become? Okay, now, if we take the who you have become once you cross that finish line and start with that, what does yes. that enable you to accomplish and do and and experience? Yes, exactly. No, I love that. And that's, yeah, what, I, it, I, I that's do... what unlocks it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the other part to that, which um, you probably remember this from when we went through the coach training, I do this with my clients too. I actually just did that in a retreat that I had, um, virtual re- retreat, um, because, you know, 2020. Um, Except some but people in are that- doing in-person retreats, which is like blowing my mind. I'm like, Ooh. sorry. Judging. They are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, 
So with that, um, the, the, like writing out your goals and looking at when you actually want to accomplish it. And then really then like asking yourself, like, why do you have to wait till then to get Mm -hmm. the feeling that the goal is going to accomplish for you? Yeah. Right. And then so focusing on the being and focusing on what the benefit, the feeling is even before the goal. Yeah. And then going a step further with timing, if you just adjust the timing earlier or later, how does it change your experience with the goal? Mm. Yeah. And that can go so many different ways when you're goal planning or if like you're in business and sometimes we put so much pressure. We were actually just talking about this before we started uh the actual recording, but we sometimes put, and I'm talking about this um, from my experience, not even because of what we were sharing about yours, but um, sometimes I put these crazy deadlines on myself or I'm like, I could do all the things, more Mm -hmm. ideas. Yes, let's do it now. And then it's just like, well, had I, you know, adjusted, what would it look like if I adjusted the timeline differently? Mm -hmm. Would it have more ease, right? Would it feel more fun? Would that energy then be infused into whatever the project or the 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 goal is and so yeah there's there's a lot of different energy dimensions to to just planning and and being and taking that action that's cool yeah and and another awareness point um so i i work a lot with clients who are experiencing burnout at some point or recovering from it and they are always surprised when i share with them what the first stage of burnout is it's not being tired it's overloading your expectations of what you're able to do we actually get that surge, you know, the catabolic energy, yeah. the surge of thinking that we are like these forces of nature and we get a lot done right under the wire, but then we create that expectation or that assumption that we can continue to do it and our capacity just isn't there, especially in 2020. Yeah. And so that's actually something personally I've been on an amazing journey on this year with. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because there is, yeah, I'm just like, oh, speaking, speaking to me speaking to my heart, um, speaking to my ear. Um, but yeah, so that's been something very real for me too. And I think for everyone, again, not just because this year has been, a a cluster, a mixed bag of all the good things, but also to a lot of, you know, um, real challenges. Um, and it's looking at again, like what space are you making for yourself? Me and burnout. I think most people that go through burnout, at least in my experience, especially personally, it's, it's like a lifelong rhythm. It's a cadence Mm -hmm. that's been, especially if you're an overachiever, if you feel like that need to, right. And so, yeah, so it's been really interesting to notice myself as an observer and also as a person doing it Mm -hmm. over the last, I know we just went like, woo, 3000 here. Um, But yeah, it's been very interesting to see how has that been in this year. And then when you notice that being able to just take a moment and be like, oh, okay. So now what? Like, how do I want to make space for myself? Because just because it's been, what do I want now? Right. And how do I nurture myself where I'm at? What do I really need next? Mm -hmm. You know, um, because expectations, whether they're, you know, set expectations to others or yourself, or if they're unspoken, right. That's Mm -hmm. where it gets really, I've noticed a lot of those lately and I'm like, oh, to myself, I'm like, oh, so you think this, and I'm like writing it down then talking back to myself. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I love like the self coaching stuff. Like, I probably, if someone ever saw my journal, they'll be like, How many people are living in Lauren's head right now? <laughs> <laughs> At this present time? Like, están ahí ahora? Like, they're right yeah, there right sí. now, right? <laughs> the Spanish, you cuatro, like. Cuatro personas. <laughs> and I always try to, to like check myself a bit because I know that 
my experience in going through coaching and like really actively being in self-discovery and self-awareness, um, not everyone has access to that point. And a lot of people right. are really deep into these expectations and obligations and, and constructs within their family, within uh, the geography of where they live, within religion and education. Um, yeah. And it's really painful to unpack that and to own it. And I don't know about you, but when I went through like the first mod, our first weekend together in coaching school, it was like a guttural pain. Like it just felt like this like severing of who I thought I was and like being able to see the truth of like, oh my God, I've been lied to this whole time. Yeah. No, I had a very, I had, I can definitely relate to that. And then in my experience, it was not just who I was being, it's the, the words that were never in my vocabulary. So I thought, mm -hmm. but they were right in my face and they were blocking me from everything yeah. like trust. Yeah. That was a big one. And just facing fears. And then a month later, when I got through all of that, I got pregnant. I'm just like, this was not part of the, <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you just release the things. Right? You know, here's, the, here was the funny thing. My, my big fear. So I was going through a divorce when I first started, my biggest fear in life was being alone. And the funny thing is I so love being by myself now. Like being alone does not mean like nobody likes you or wants to be with you. It's just like you need space to think and process. And I realize I am more of an introvert than I ever appreciated. And I love that time. Yeah. Well, and I'm hoping as you're saying that I'm like, man, I really What's have those like? <laughs> in. Well, no, no, no. I'm actually the same. And so it's funny. People think I'm very extroverted and I'm actually more intro than extra. Yeah. So when you're an empath, you, you know, you get drained more and then you need more time. And so I've learned that as I've um, gotten wiser, not older. Um, the thing I was going to mention too, though. So for me is, yeah, I never wanted kids. <laughs> and if you would have told me years ago, I would be working with moms and like, you got jokes. And then you tell me I'm a mom. I'd be like, no, really. You're so funny. yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. I'm like, you funny. Yeah. So it's one of those things of like, when you start <laughs> everyone listening in who hasn't like potentially dived into like inner work and stuff that yet they're just like I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I'm this? ready for any of yeah. mm -mm. <laughs> don't do it just kidding no it, it's been an amazing journey of whatever it was that we wherever it was that we were mm -hmm. right in life all of us whenever we decide to try something to open up to take risk like you just you're never the same and even mm -hmm. if it feels like a failure in the moment, whatever it is. And I've had many of those and it may not always feel super great, but man, like you're never the same. And if you continue to get yourself up, it's amazing. The night and day difference. Yeah, absolutely. Like resilience doesn't pop out of nowhere. And it's funny when I've had clients who say that they hate when people call them resilient, it's because that they feel like people don't understand how painful the experience really is. Like they're, they're kind of trivializing mm. it as you're so resilient. You're so strong. And it's like, there is a flip side to this. There is a pain and a trauma that's experienced in it. Like, you know, as we learn and grow, like it, you have to break down the muscle and stretch the muscle in order to build it up. And it, and it's not to say that like, yeah, we're like, yeah, knock me on my butt. Tell me I'm wrong. Scare the crap out of me. You know, it's not, it's not that like masochism of like, I want to just feel that pain, but it is necessary. It, mm -hmm. It's, there is no, there is no hack to this. There is no rapid fire, you know, advance warp speed through this. You have to do the work. And 
whether it's in business, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's just yeah. like living, if you aren't willing to do the work, you can't expect the rewards. Right. The more you dare and you go out there, like I look back at my life now and, um, I had a business a few years ago, probably five, seven years ago. Um, more towards five. And I failed really bad. It was a lot of self-sabotage. It was going well. And then the success freaked me out mm -hmm. as equally, but kind of worse than fear of failure. So it was like this interesting piece. And I remember I'm um, making it super short, but I remember being in the shower and like the rain was the rain, the water was falling on me very dramatically. I was like laughing in like this weird joker-esque way where I'm just like, ha ha ha, no one can tell I'm really crying because the water's hitting my face. And I remember a voice telling me, wow, you're so irresponsible. Like, I can't believe you just had this business and you even did all that because you could have jeopardized your kids. Mind you, I had no kids at the time, mm. but that was how deep the voice, like, I mean, it was like a person next to me voice mm -hmm. and it was just crazy. But I mentioned that because all of those times, like that time that still to this day feels like just yesterday, that voice, that risk that I took, mm -hmm. right. And getting back up and doing it again. It's like, that's what helps us, but it also helps those around us from what it is that's in us, right. The life that's meant to be lived through us is more than just about us mm -hmm. so. so true yeah like nothing happens in a vacuum and there is yeah. no such thing as neutral energy yeah and if you're not i, I heard it yesterday so there was a i was on a webinar of if you're not actively rejecting things that don't work for you you're allowing it to creep in say that one more time if you aren't actively rejecting the things that aren't working for you, you are allowing it to creep in. I drop my mic, but I can't. But don't. Or I can, but I won't. It's expensive. Yeah, but but it's yeah. this pass this passive absorption of lies, of judgment, of comparison, of waiting, of all of these things. And I'm like kicking myself because it's like, Lauren, you know you're doing it too. Uh, we all have oh, yeah, moments everyone. of that. Yeah. yeah, but but it is tolerance. It is like, what are the things that you were tolerating in your life, whether it's watching trash television when you when you should be out for a walk, whether it's uh, not being present with your partner, whether it's mm -hmm. allowing someone who leaks the crap out of your energy or the client that you don't want to work with or not reaching out to the person that wants to do business with you or not, you know, raising your prices, all of these things mound up into this feeling of impossibility. But if we totally. just start acknowledging them as the small nuggets that have come out, you can't just like throw your whole closet away. I mean, you could, but you might miss something valuable. But if you start right. piece by piece, it doesn't have to stay. Yeah. Well, and this kind of segues back. It all, it's all one. Ah. Uh, segments back to the beginning of um, our chat, because in the book, my letter was D for dynamic. And I chose to take it as dynamic character, as far as being an active participant in your life and engaging, creating alongside the universe, right? Alongside God, what it is that you're, you know, like, how are you showing up, right? Because whether you believe in God or believe in the universe, um, I happen to believe in God and the universe. Um, but like, if you look at it from a, a perspective of religion, well, I won't go there because I can go all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. But in mm -hmm. essence, you have power of choice right? And depending on your religion, you may see that power of choice or not, but you can choose to still see 
however you want to see that. So I'm going to get out of that little hole right there. But with the power of choice, really allowing yourself to be like, okay, cool. Like, do I want to be an active participant? Do I want to do the work to really see what's not working for me? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, realizing, oh, I'm the one that's able to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're not, then why not? Right. And then how is that serving you? It goes all back to that. Like, how is that really truly serving you? Right. And why do you feel like you have to settle if you are? And so the dynamic character piece, right? Because when you look at a movie, there's only usually one protagonist. There might be a few of them together that do that. Everyone else is part of the movie, but Mm -hmm. they're like, they're just kind of there. Right. And so in life, do we just kind of want to be there in our own movie or do we want to be actually choosing how we're showing up and the pivoting? The plot twist, right? Are you pivoting? Because if you're not pivoting when those plot twists happen, then it's like you're becoming a regular kind of outcome, a regular book versus like I think of this is like a metaphor in my head. So I'm just going to keep rolling and we'll see where it goes. But it's like, you know, those uh, choose your own adventure type of books, mm-hmm. right? All those plot twists is allowing you to choose your next adventure. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to derail where your book, where you felt it was going. Yeah. It's, and it's, I think that's the, the opportunity for just the shift in the reframe is everything that doesn't happen according to plan is not meant to derail you. It's meant to be the fork for you to decide where you want to go. Yeah. It's the opportunity for a choice. Mm. So true. <laughs> I'm like, as you're saying that I'm seeing all these flashbacks to my life and I'm like, yes, amen. Yes. Like there's so many things that, um, I could not be who I'm showing up as now. Mm-hmm. And all of us could choose to not be who we're showing up as right now, whether we feel like we're showing up great or not. Um, but when you look back at the things that have happened in your life, or if you look at a celebrity, you know, and someone's story who, you know, that they've had all the ups and downs and whatever, but yet they made it to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Right. They chose that for themselves. And it's like, if you're in that, that kind of Valley space, are you going to choose to just kind of see what happens there? Or are you going to be like, you know what? No, wait a minute. Plot twist, pivot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I feel like this is like the the hug that I needed today. And I hope it was the hug that all of our listeners needed. And if people want to check out more than a parent or get themselves a uh, vision board in a box, where should they go? Yeah. So for um, some more connection, if, if you guys have questions of anything resonated, which I'm sure like, there's, there's so much in this um, that we both shared that was really cool. I, I'm definitely looking forward to re-listen. So I'm um, going to kazgaddis.com. We'll give you all the different connections to everything. And then for the vision board, it's visionboardinabox.com. Awesome. And the ABCs of Awesome Living is now yes. out. Hell yeah. Available on Kindle and paperback. And you can go to uh, abcsofawesomeliving.com or you can check it out on Amazon and Kaz is in there. I'm in there along with 24 others, including Kaz's husband, Les. And uh, yeah, there's it's it's just awesome. I mean, I know I overuse that word, but I don't really care. I can do it. Oh, it's my favorite word too, though. Someone last awesome. week said uber awesome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like my new phrase. Uber awesome. Like it is, it it is awesome. Word? Awesomeness. Uber awesomeness. What? I like it. I think I'll get it tattooed on me. <laughs> awesome. I'll do it with you. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today Thanks and for having joining me on. Me. And for all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome.